Welcome to the Resilience Unlimited show, your go-to podcast for empowerment and growth. I'm Coach Dr. Lauren, founder of Resilience Unlimited, inviting you to join our transformative journey each week. This space is specially crafted for high-achieving women, specifically women of color, where we can feel seen, heard, and part of a thriving community. This podcast is your compass for emotional regulation, understanding your purpose, and living unapologetically authentic. Ready to invest in yourself? All right, so we are back this week with the Resilience Unlimited show. I have another amazing guest. And before we kick off this conversation, those of you who are new, welcome to the show. If you are listening, please be sure to go on our YouTube page so you can actually see the guests that I speak to, the conversations. I use my hands a lot. I make facial expressions. You know, if you really want to get to know me, watch the YouTube channel. Um, I really would appreciate your support. Subscribe. Do all the things to support. But today, I, I honestly am excited to learn because... Because the whole concept of decluttering and resilience is just so fascinating to me. And I feel like I have an expert here that can really delve deep into this. So Julie, I'm going to welcome you to the show. Welcome. Hey, Dr. Lauren. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes. So for our audience who is not really familiar with decluttering, or maybe they think of an episode of Hoarders, because that's usually the first thing I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. Um, Can you maybe just give us a quick background as to who you are and how this space is relevant to you before we kick off our question? Sure. So I'm a little bit different than most organizers. Since uh, 2009, I started my business, Reawaken Your Brilliance, and I look at clutter differently. You know, you mentioned hoarders. That's a whole, that's not me. That's a whole other ball of wax. But (laughs) I'm passionate about, I want people to expand their understanding of clutter. So my definition is clutters anything that prevents you from creating a space and a life that you choose, deserve, and desire. And I'm very particular with those words. Mm. Like to me, choose is staking your claim. Yes. Instead of saying want and trying to bring in grabby grabby, you're you're being proactive and you're claiming. And I want people to see a messy desk as not just a messy desk, but a roadblock to a promotion mm. or a stuff closet as preventing a romance from blossoming, right? Ah. And understanding the inner effects, the outer. If I declutter that messy desk, it's going to help give me mental clarity. And so just to expand upon that. And so I get excited and passionate about helping people declutter their lives and making all those connections. And ah, you know what? That How that is preventing my relationship or how it's affecting yeah. my health and just seeing that bigger arena. I love that. Yeah, I'm excited about this conversation. So- You all know I have an opening question, so I'm going to read this question, and as always, it's a meaty question, but it's going to be an amazing conversation. So, Julie, drawing from your extensive experience as an award-winning professional organizer and coach, could you delve into the root causes that you've identified behind individuals cluttering their lives across their spiritual, mental, physical, and emotional realms, but additionally... Do you observe a pattern of lack of resilience hindering individuals from breaking free from this cycle? And how can one strengthen their resilience to overcome that persistent clutter? 
Now we got a big one there. So let's chunk chunk it down. So obviously everything's individual. I also want people to keep in mind, everything's energy. You know, Einstein said it, but I take it more from a spiritual perspective. So what you're putting out, you're getting back. So I want people to remember that, you know, they talk in feng shui. If people are familiar with that, that's about the energy of a space. But every book you read on that's going to say, clear your clutter as the first step, right? Because Mm -hmm. if you've got a house full of stuff, that's keeping you stuck. And as I believe, it's keeping you stuck mentally and emotionally, whatever. So let's talk about some potential root causes. First about spiritual, right? Forgiveness is an area where I see many people remaining stuck. That person is taking rent up in their space. They're not able to forgive. They're living in the past and they can't move forward. You know, the point, your point of power to change is in the present moment. I've tried really hard to change the past and so far I'm unsuccessful and I don't know what's going to happen in the future. So if I bring myself present, then I have that power. But when we don't forgive, it harms us. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It, It doesn't say, Hey, what the person did was okay, but it keeps us stuck. So that is an area where I can see people wanting to hold on to things and not being able to let go. I'm also a firm believer that gratitude keeps us stuck. You know, we can't have two opposing thoughts at once. I can't be jealous of you and be in gratitude. Yeah, and, I agree. You know, I want people to remember, be like an archaeologist and and come from a place of discovery and not judgment, mm-hmm. right? Observe yourself without judgment because you're trying to do better. And that's what's most important because if we start to judge, then we go down that rabbit hole and we get away. That's a distraction. Yes. So bring it back like, okay, how can I have discovery about myself? And so if you're struggling, that's a-okay, but say, okay, wow, I woke up today. I'm grateful for that. Or yes. I have a roof over my head. I mm-hmm. have clean drinking water, right? So in those times when you're like, and I've been there, like I'm depressed. I, I struggle to get out of bed. But okay. I have my husband. I have yeah. the cats, right? What's the one thing that I can hold on to. And, you know, I like to think of, if you look at it from a religious or spiritual perspective of, of consumption and clutter, right? Mm -hmm. How that can be a huge thing, keeping up with the Joneses. And I I have to have this, I, social media drives me nuts. Instagram (laughs) is a curated life, right? It's absolutely, absolutely. Yes. Right. And so becoming aware. So those are areas that um, I see people spiritually get challenged and mentally I talked a moment ago about being in the past or the future. I really invite people, where are you at this moment? Are you listening to Dr. Lauren and I? Are you thinking about what you're making for dinner tonight, right? That's true. How often are we truly present Present. in the moment? Yes, yes, And how important that is. Uh, I think also oh, my one of my favorites is the just becauses, where we get on autopilot. Well, I'm doing this just because I always have. I hate it. Yes. It doesn't bring me joy, but you know, I've always done it. And where are you doing that? Right. And you always have a choice and doing nothing is a choice. And I think that it's very freeing to be able to say, ah, you know, I don't have to do this. I I can say no, Mm -hmm. or I can say yes to something I want to do. So that's an area where, um, I see. And then also assuming that something is bad, or assuming something is good. You've probably heard that fable of the Chinese farmer who they come and say, hey, war's about to happen. And he's like, who knows if it's good or bad, you know, because they're going to take your son. And then the sun falls off the roof and they say, oh, that's bad. And he's like, then he doesn't have to go to the war, right? I see. Yeah. So you can't assume right off the bat. And so again, 
like don't assume something is good or bad because then we tend to we can obsess about that that creates all that mental clutter right and we're spinning our wheels or we have anxiety or we have insomnia or worry right so that's um something that's really important and i think also a big thing is owning your life and taking responsible and that's not to say that injustice doesn't occur i want to be really clear about that but try not to go down that spiral of how you've been wronged, right? We're talking about resiliency here. So we have to be like, what can I control? I can't control what you're going to do, but I can control my thoughts, my behaviors, and my actions. That's really important. And one thing that I always encourage people to do is, what can I learn from this person or event? Mm -hmm. How did I contribute to what happened? Now, I know that that can be hard for people, but that's my spiritual perspective. I try Mm -hmm. to practice radical self-forgiveness when I can and not see myself as a victim. Right. And how do I do that? And then how can I do differently in the future? And it's really, really important, I think, to do that. Um, Looking at a physical perspective, a lot of people hold on to clutter because they're afraid of scarcity. They think, Mm. if I let this go, right, they don't trust. And and I can appreciate that. You know, my husband was really poor growing up. And so, you know, we have this conversation multiple times. You know what? We have each other. We're going to be okay. If you let it go, we'll figure it out. So that's the place where people get stuck. I mentioned earlier, keeping up with the Joneses, right? Yeah. If you make a million dollars, I can't compete with you. No way. And, you know, so many times people have stuff never opened. Never worn, yeah, because right? it's yeah. in that pursuit, mm-hmm. and that's creating the clutter and stuff that you don't really even want, right? And well, you know, it's interesting, and I, I just want to pause you because I'm listening. Sure. I'm listening. You are really dropping some gems here, and I had a lot of personal thoughts and things that you know I've consumed, and I agree with everything you're saying, and I just really feel. First of all, to go back to your thought of, you know, are we, are people really thinking like the just because I, just because I've been doing this. Well, are you familiar with Earl Nightingale, Julie? No. So Earl Nightingale is one of my favorite motivational speakers. He was like from the forties and fifties. Yes. He has like a regal radio voice and his biggest, I think this is his biggest work, but it's called the strangest secret. If you, you can go on YouTube, you can find it on Spotify. It's about 30 minutes. And he literally talks about the secret to life is we become what we think about. Mm-hmm. And so he actually said, you know, men just don't, uh, you know, he said men because it's the fifties, but he's yes. like, men just don't think. And it's really fascinating because the message that he's you know, whenever this was recorded, 1949, whatever, it's the same thing that's happening today. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, we're just, uh, you know, just moving and, and, and doing, we're not being, we're not thinking. And then when we also think about the, when you talked about judgment, you know, that is, I think one of the heart forgiveness and judgment, I think are one of the hardest things that the average person, if you're not really fueling your mind and mm-hmm. really, you know, pouring into yourself, it is hard to forgive because you want to hold a grudge. It's easier, but really, as you said, that's consuming more of you. And then it's so much easier to judge other people too. <laughs> so right. it's just, you know, it's, there's so many things that you touched on that. I don't know. I just had to, I just had to interrupt. No, for a second. I'm glad I just, this is such a big question. I'm like, I want to answer all the questions, yeah. but I want to talk for judgment. I'm glad you brought up. Judgment. Absolutely. When you judge another, you judge yourself. It, uh, if, yes. If yes. I, 
didn't have judgment myself. I couldn't judge you. And, and I've been thinking a lot about this with, with our country, sadly. It's the vitriol that I see sometimes that just takes my breath away. If you hate yourself, you hate another. If I love myself 100%, I couldn't hate you. Exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yeah. so I say to people, you know, it's like, take that pause. All that stuff you're spewing, you think you're spewing at another, you're spewing it right back at yourself. It's like you have that mirror and it's just reflecting right back upon you. But it's the accountability though, you know, and I think that's where the the lack of resilience comes in for some folks. They don't want to look at themselves in the mirror. They want to just continuously point or in terms of clutter, when you were talking about the scarcity and not wanting to get rid of things, I also wanted to ask you too. Sure. When there is, I know you said hoarding is not your area of expertise, sir. That's a different ball of wax. Yeah. But like when people are keeping that, I'm sure it's scarcity, but is it also holding on to memories that they just can't let go of? Or, you know, I'm thinking of maybe a widow or a widower and, you know, this was how the house was, you know, when they died 20 years ago and, and you just don't want to get rid of anything. I mean, what, what is, what is that root? And I'm sure it's, it's, case by case, but I just wanted to kind of throw this. <laughs> I would think with the, um, with the hoarding from my understanding, and I want to talk about memories. I'm glad you brought that up, that it's trauma related, right? Mm, yeah. And so like maybe my trauma, people take drugs or drink or eat or whatever. And so the hoarding is how it manifests, but we get caught up and you can understand. So you have a child killed and you, you know, don't touch the room, right? You want yes. to leave it exactly how they left it, how they left it. Right. So you yeah. understand that. But for people who have what I would call everyday clutter, we get confused. I wouldn't say we get confused. What we do is we put our memory on the object, right? But our memories are in our hearts and in our heads. Yeah. So yep. if we let the object go, that's what I say to people I work with. If you let the object go, the memory's still going to be there. That's so true. Right. And that's the biggest place we trip up. And so I'm always a fan. Well, you know, if you have a collection of, uh, you do a lot of, uh, events, then create a little shadow box with your favorite ticket stubs or pictures or whatever. Yes. It's something that, you know, you curate and make it a fun project and something that you can share because as you know, mentioned with you have that cluttered energy, you can't bring in those new experiences. You can't bring in those new relationships. Yes. Yes. No, it, it, it's so, it's so true. I mean, I, so I have a closet back here and in my office and it, it's funny because, um, you know, my husband and I, we would just throw stuff in there, right? Close the doors. You don't see it. And I've been working from home now for about, it's been about two years since I've been on this mm -hmm. entrepreneurial journey. And I was one day, I guess about a month ago, I was like, you know, I, I just want to, I just want to cleanse. It was so like heavy going through. And there really wasn't a lot of, I mean, it wasn't like thoughtful stuff. It was like old bills we threw away in there, old clothes. And, yeah. and it took me about probably two or three hours to sort through what do we need to keep what in like 90% of it throw, throw away. But that following, like I did it on a Monday, the rest of the week, I felt so light. I was just mm -hmm. like, yes, I'm going to go do other places in the house and declutter. And it really felt good. And I think it did free up some space for me. I don't know particularly what that was, but I just felt lighter. And I just do feel that if people can understand, it's not just the physical clutter that you're, you know, mm -hmm. shutting that closet, you know, what are we keeping in our heads? And I think that really is the challenge with a lot of folks. You know, how do we really, you know, assess who, first of all, you said this beautifully. And I say this all the time, who's living in your head rent-free? Yeah, 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 <laughs> exactly. Like, it's just, 
I don't know. So let me let me pivot the question. How do how do we build that resiliency? So the folks that just, you know, you now stated here are some areas where that decluttering is happening. So if someone's listening to this, obviously you're not going to change your life in the 25 minutes we're talking, right. but this could be the tip of the iceberg. Exactly. And you're just, you, that first step. Yeah. The, the great, uh, one of my favorite authors, the German author, Goethe has a quote that I'm going to butcher, but he's basically like, when you take that first step, the universe responds. And I yes. really, I truly in my, in my heart believe that, but I want to first uh, share a, a different perspective, perhaps on resiliency that people people might appreciate. And so, you know, when we think of resiliency and we think of triggers, right. And we get upset and, you know, I think a lot of times our first reaction is I don't want to deal with this and put it off. And this is a bad thing and blah, blah, blah. blah. How about if you consider that it's something coming up to be healed? Wow. Mm -hmm. You are strong enough now to deal with something and we're going to come up and you're going to see something that's going to trigger and upset you, but this is an opportunity to heal instead of seeing it as something that I have to distract myself from or have to be afraid of. And, you know, I remember having a conversation with someone and, and I believe this, and it's like, you can live in your house and you can lock yourself away. And you think that you're not going to see any of your triggers and you go out to get your mail and the mailman triggers you, right? It is going to find you yeah. to heal you, right? Yes. yes. And so yeah. to look at that, you know, and again, don't do it without judgment, love yourself and be kind to yourself, but say, Hey, can I maybe give this a different perspective that I'm now strong enough to be healed? So when it comes to building our resiliency, I I believe I mentioned earlier, be aware of what we can control. I can control my thoughts, my actions, uh, how I respond and all of that. So that I think is where the first step is. I also think it's really important to be aware of who surrounds you. You know, we're like the people that we hang out with. Mm -hmm. And I think we sometimes forget how much of an influence can that be? And, you know, I, we didn't, wasn't on my bingo card to move back to my hometown to care for my mom. And so in some ways with friendships, I'm starting over. And as a woman over 50, I'm like, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not doing this, you know? And I have to be honest, I'm going to kind of, it's a small city that operates like a small town. And I, you know, and I keep telling myself, well, you're modeling good behavior. There are some people that you've offended and like you've taken your, me out of your life. That's great, right? That's the yes. thing that I don't have to worry about, but I'm going to take care of myself. You can't gaslight me. You can't do that. Yes. And I, and it's okay. And, but anyways, being really in curating your yeah. relationships and being aware, I think that's important. Uh, you know, taking care of ourselves, expressing how you feel. Are you getting enough sleep? Are you mm. staying hydrated? Right. You can't have resiliency if you're exhausted all the exactly. time. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. You know, and and I just I just want to say this when you were talking about. Um, Oh my gosh. It literally just slipped my mind. You were talking about how you moved to the small town. Oh, um, yes. That's what I was going to say. See, this is why I said, watch the YouTube channel, guys. You can see I totally forgot when it came back. So I was taking this class um, a while ago and it basically, the, the one thing that the teacher, I mean, he said a lot of things I took away, but this is pertinent to what you said. He said, open up your phone and who are the top five people that you have been texting the most and are they adding, contributing to your life or are they just sucking the life out of you? And I was like, man, that is intense because really you're, you're 
talking to people pretty much every day and who yeah. are the top. So I went through and, and all five top people were contributing. <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm winning, I'm winning. But, but also in terms of clutter too, I wanted to bring, bring this to light. We all have seasons in our lives and we all have yes. things where we have, you know, winter is all about shedding and, you know, the fall is all about, or the spring is all about your planting. You probably know this better than I do, but you get what I'm saying. Like yes. we plant and then it comes up and then we have to shed. And so you can't really move forward and be resilient if you just are in the same place for decades. Yes. Right. You know, yeah. I just, I don't know. That just something I had to, you know, speed that oh, up. Oh, glad you did. But I, but I think it's to become really aware of that, right? You want people that support you and are honest with you and will yes. be straight with you because you can say something in a loving way. Exactly. And you, and you can say something in a mean spirited way. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's really important to be aware of. Um, you know, a lot of times when we're challenged with resilience, you know, I mentioned the different perspective of, can you see it as a healing? Yes. You know, experienced trauma, Right. So we can understand why, why we would be triggered or we're afraid of change. So, you know, I'm like a cat and used to be really horrible with change and be this traumatic thing for me. And I've gotten better and I learned to go with the flow. And I'm like, how much can I trust life? Yeah. Right? That it's always unfolding for my best. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've learned, you know, I use my husband as an example. I'm like, oh, why did these other relationships never work out? I'm really sad because I want to meet someone. And then I met my husband. I'm like, I can't imagine my life with anyone else. Right. And the universe right. knew better. Like you, we're going to wait for this guy. Cause he's going to be all that and a slice of mustard or bread or whatever. <laughs> right. Yes. You know? yes. And so trusting in that, I think is something that's really, uh, uh, important. And then, you know, expand your perspective. I also used to do a lot of all or nothing or black and white thinking. The distorted like, cognitive distortions. Yeah. Yeah. Life's kind of gray, right? Yeah. It's like I mentioned that what you think is good might not be in bad. And so just exactly. opening it up. Yeah. A different perspective. No. And I, I, I just, I'm loving this conversation and I feel like this is, this really is a topic that most people don't really think below the surface. Yeah. You know, like they're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Clutter, clean. And and when you were talking about the desk, so as a former teacher, and especially when I had my own classroom, it was a ritual for me to Clorox, this was pre-COVID, but I would Clorox my desk down and I would make it brand spanking new. So when I walked in the next day, I was clear and ready. And you know, I didn't ever think of it as clutter. It was because of my ADHD. And so for me, I thrived with the structure. And so if I came into a room that was messy and, you know, working with elementary school kids, like they're messy, they pick yeah. boogers, it's disgusting. <laughs> but for me, I was like, I need this space to be clear. And so now that I work from home and like my daughter comes, you know, sometimes it's animals and I'm like, all yeah. right, so I need to get better at that because that was a physical, I'm leaving the building, <laughs> I'm coming yes, back yeah. in, but you know, to, to your point about that, my grandfather was an entrepreneur and um, he, his, his desk was a disaster. I mean, papers piled everywhere. And my aunt made a joke like, oh, well, you know, that's how he, that, that's how he thought, or that's how he was so amazing at, at the business. And I'm like, how do you think with all these piles of stuff? I get pushed back a lot and people always bring, I'm, you know, I get it. People always say to me, well, Einstein was a genius and yeah. his, 
But here's the deal. Okay, <laughs> Einstein's like a one in a billion people. And I would still argue he probably could have gotten more done. Right. And so I will share my favorite little tip for all you creative people, for you entrepreneurs, what I love. <laughs> For that, for the messy desk is, you know how in an office space you have the cubby holes for mail and like the, yes. that. get a small one of those. And if you have a lot of paper, then you just, put your book idea here. You put yeah. your, your, uh, not whatever, uh, art project here. Right. And so then it's kind of, it's not clutter. It's organized. It makes it easier. For you know, you where, to find. It. You yeah. know <laughs> where to find it. And yet it still allows you to have all of that paper stuff, just a little more uh, organized and yeah, cluttered. Absolutely. I love that. Ah, oh, Julie, we are coming to the end of our episode and this time just went so fast. But before we leave, I would love, cause you offer so many services and you know, you have a, had a podcast that had 3 million downloads. So please let our audience know how they can find you, listen to your podcast, all of that good stuff. Thank you. If they go to reawakenyourbrilliance.com, they can, it's called Clear Your Clutter Inside and Out. Like you also on YouTube, I've got 15 books. I've got affirmations. I've got online classes, you know, it, depending on your level. And then I also coach if you want to work together. And I thank you for the opportunity. I think this is such, such an important topic. Resiliency is so important. Absolutely. And for those of you who are listening, you can definitely, well, listening and on YouTube, the links are in the show notes. So be sure to check out Julie's work. But um, this has been such an amazing episode. I hope all of you took away a lot of you know points. Maybe you're jotting them down. Maybe you'll go back and re-listen and jot them down. But as I always say, please share this episode with anyone that you feel you know, this could be impactful to them. Maybe it could be that first step for them. So I thank you so much, Julie, for your expertise and this conversation. It was such an amazing conversation. And I will see you all next week. Thank you for joining us this week on the Resilience Unlimited show. Be sure to hit subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. See you next week, divas. And don't forget, stay resilient.